Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today we're going to be talking about the tough talks at the office. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a variety of scenarios where I suggested you go in and you sit down with your boss or you sit down and talk with a challenging coworker for conflicts or asking for something that you need or want. And I wanted to go into this topic a little bit more detail so that we could kind of dive into some tips and tricks on how to have these conversations that may not be in the everyday and may be really stressful for some folks. So there's there's a couple of steps that we'll walk through and I'll, I'll give you some suggestions on how you can prepare for it and really understand what the potentials are for the outcome, whether they're positive, whether they're negative, and you know where you go from there. The first thing I want to get into is whether or not it really is a tough talk that you have to have. Is this a tough discussion or is it something that you are just really nervous about? I'm going to give you an example. For years, I was terrified about asking about taking a day off. I know it makes absolutely no sense. You get paid time off when you get a career job where you've got a salary. They give you one, two, three weeks vacation. You get that time. That's your time to do with what you choose. They're paying you for it. All you have to do is ask for it. But kind of along with my concerns about being seen as a slacker, I was always very stressed out about having to ask for time off. I never wanted to ask about having to come in late or leave early for the dentist stupid little things that everybody has to deal with in their everyday life and that most managers expect as just a part of dealing with things, right? I really had to get over the fact that this is my time and it's not that I'm asking for time. It's more of a courtesy that I'm talking to my supervisor than it is a mother may I, can I please have the day off? Obviously, if you're in an Uh, industry where it's going to really impact productivity or there's deadlines, things like that, you may have a system in place with your management that you have to ask for permission or, or request days off. But aside from providing you feedback on, oh, you can't take that day because we've got A, B, or C happening, they really can't deny you your time. You get those days. Now, if you're asking at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday for time off on Wednesday with no prior notice, I'm not sure if that's the best way to go about it, but your boss may be pretty flexible and it may be fine. My point being is this. This was not really a tough conversation. It wasn't a stressful event for anybody else except for me because I was chicken and afraid to ask my boss if I could have a day off, even if it was weeks and weeks in advance. When you're thinking about having a difficult conversation, think about the topic, think about what it is you're going to do and consider, 
is this really a difficult conversation or is this perhaps something that I need to work on personally and getting a little bit of confidence and understanding what your rights are as an employee, what the rules and regulations and office standards are. Something you should be aware of before you go and set a formal meeting to ask for something or ask for something to stop that really is only affected by things that, that, that you are feeling. The next step is having a plan, okay? You've thought about what it is you need to talk about, and you've determined that it's not like Crazy Kelly says, I'm afraid to ask for the day off. It's something significant. Perhaps you need to talk to your supervisor about a work schedule change on a, on a grander scale. Maybe you need to work from home two or three days a week for a short period of time because of a health issue, or maybe you need to talk to a, a coworker who is being nasty or you're you're having friction or perhaps you need to talk to a supervisor who seems like they're very displeased with your work and you're just not sure what's going on. Those are conversations that you need to have and and you really want to make sure that you are planning and executing those discussions in the best way you can so that you can maximize your output. And what I mean by that is have a plan Understand exactly what it is you want to get out of that discussion. Be organized. Make a list of topics that you want to discuss. If you are asking for a change of behavior from the other person or you're asking if you can change your behavior on some way, then you really want to make sure that you are descriptive in what changes you want to happen. You want to explain to them, I would really like this to change from this situation to that situation. Here is why. Here's the benefit to all of us, to them, to me, whomever it is that's going to derive the benefit. And this is why it's important to me. You want to be constructive in how you craft your message. Uh, If you are just frustrated with a fellow employee who is always really snarky and perhaps you go to team meetings and they're always cutting you off or they're correcting you or nitpicking. Let's take that for example. That's that's a conflict with you and, and a coworker. okay? So before you take it up to the manager and say, this person's picking on me, they're mean to me, they're not nice to me, they don't respect me, before you do something like that, and I, I don't mean it to sound uh, minimal in any way, shape, or form, because that's not behavior that you should expect in the workplace. Your colleagues and supervisors and staff should be respectful of you, your thoughts, your comments, and whatnot. But... Being that if it's at the peer level, and even if it's just with you and your supervisor, this is something that you and that person could probably sit down and talk to and determine if there's a path forward. They may not realize that they're doing it. They may just be kind of one of those snarky people that thinks that picking on people is funny and that's just how their their temperament is. They may not realize that it really rubs you the wrong way or hurts your feeling. And it may just be a simple conversation to let them know, hey, this is not okay. I, I expect your respect and, and, and I would like things to change hereforth. So what you want to do in a preparation for that type of a meeting is to make sure you have specific examples of what they're doing that you don't like. 
Every Tuesday, we have our meeting with the senior leadership. Every time I talk about such and such a topic, you feel the need in front of everybody to put me down. You feel the need to challenge that topic area. If there's something that you understand different than me, I would love for you to take it offline and come by my office and we can talk about it. Perhaps I am unaware of some kind of information that you have and you could teach me, you could enlighten me, you could uh, train me on whatever it is that you're seeing that you don't feel I'm meeting the bar. Whatever the scenario is of why this keeps happening It makes me feel however it makes you feel, okay? It's not about you, it's about me. This is making me feel bad. This is making me feel angry. This is making me feel frustrated. I need you to change this behavior because I'm having a difficult time operating uh, at my maximum potential and productivity in this team environment because of how you're treating me. Perhaps you're just not aware of it. I've heard you say things to other people and maybe just is kind of how your, your sense of humor is, but I'm not comfortable with it. Perhaps we could talk about the topic. Perhaps I could make this change. I'm open to suggestion from you if there's something that I could do different that would help the situation, I am happy to come to some kind of compromise. So what you're doing there is you are offering up solutions. You are offering to compromise with them. You are not attacking them. You're simply letting them know that something they're doing or saying is really affecting you. It's really impacting your ability to do your job. Now, they may just laugh at you, roll their eyes. A whole many different things may happen. You know, I, I can't guarantee that they'll say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. That is just my sense of humor. I, I can't, I, I never meant to make you feel that way. I will make adjustments immediately. If that ever happens again, let me know. Obviously, that's the best case scenario. They didn't realize it. They are not doing it to be mean. They just were oblivious. If it's the other, where they laugh at you and are like, well, whatever, toughen up, Sally. It's just the way I am. Then you have to make a decision. You know, is it something that you want to escalate and talk to your leadership about? Is it something that perhaps you want to talk offline to a colleague that's in those meetings to see if maybe it's just your perception of what's happening and While your feelings are completely valid, if that is how this person is operating and everybody else in the office is okay with it and they're not being outright nasty to you, it's going to be difficult to escalate it and have it go anywhere other than perhaps another sit down with your supervisor with this person to talk about the same situation that you just did with a supervisor there and they may adjust their behavior it also may make it worse. So that's something you're going to have to evaluate whether or not it is that crucial to your job happiness, job productivity, and if it's worth it to deal with whatever consequences come from that discussion. If it's something significant, you absolutely should 
escalate it. If we're talking about sexual harassment, if we're talking about inappropriate behavior, if we're talking about pretty much anything that is really degrading or demeaning or nasty or violent or anything like that, you absolutely should be reporting it to your supervisor. But if we're talking about personality differences and someone's just obnoxious, unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things where you have to weigh the benefit and the outcome versus the potential consequences of how hard you want to push this. Now, you do want to consider where you have a meeting. If it is something like this where they're being nasty or they're saying potentially um, threatening things to you or harassing you or something along the lines which makes you concerned for your safety and well-being, perhaps this is something you need to go and talk to your boss about and have them there. At a minimum, if you're not comfortable going to your boss, you should be reaching out to your human resources department and they should probably have somebody in the room. Because if it's something where the the organization is going to need to document and track anything that could escalate, you'll want to have the, the, the right people in the room so that you have it recorded and documented so that should things uh, not go smoothly in the future, that person can be uh, handled. Disciplinary action, legal action, whatever it is for the situation. If we're just talking about someone who steals pencils off your desk or... Uh, talks about you behind your back or tries to steal the good projects for you, smaller things like that that are just kind of workplace squabbles, turf wars, things like that, you probably want to find either a neutral place to talk to this person or someplace you'll feel comfortable. I'd like to encourage you to go to their office or their spot because we all enjoy a sense of safety and confidence in our space and what I mean by that is if they have to come to your office they'll immediately feel off balance or as the visitor they are the guest and that's your turf if you will by going to them in their turf and standing your ground and talking to them constructively in a compromising manner you are demonstrating to them that you are sticking up for yourself. You're taking a stand. You are not waiting around for this to become a problem. You are taking the bull by the horns, if you will. You're coming to them saying, I don't like this behavior. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't appreciate it. And I am willing to work with you to come up with a solution that we can both live with. But I would like to talk to you about it. A neutral location like a, a coffee shop or a conference room, an empty office, something along those lines, that's also a good place to go because it puts you both on equal footing. You are in a, in a safe space for both of you. You can speak your mind, hopefully shut the door. It can be private so they don't feel like they have to perform for anybody that might be within earshot. And the conversation can just take place initially at least between you and that person. With respect to your body language in that discussion, it's really important 
how you conduct yourself physically during the discussion. They say that nonverbals are 90 plus percent of the message that you get across to people. And if you go to talk to somebody and you are talking really fast and waving your hands around and screaming or using bad language or your face is really red because you've gotten yourself so worked up, that's all that person is going to see. They're not going to hear what's coming out of your mouth. They're going to be looking at this crazed person that has now showed up at their office or showed up at their cubicle or drug them off to an empty office to complain to them about some kind of behavior that they don't really care about and isn't affecting them anyway, so what's the big deal? You want to go to the restroom, compose yourself, take a few deep breaths, make sure that you are coming across calm, cool, collective, respectful, no dirty language, do not wave your arms and point at them, watch your space if you're just standing, Do not invade their personal space. You want to make sure that you maintain a little bit of a distance because the the whole point of this is you want to de-escalate whatever it is is going on. You don't want to escalate it. And if you go in to talk to this person and you're, you're being very aggressive and loud in your voice, they're going to feel threatened. They're going to feel on the defensive And they're not going to be able to have a productive conversation with you because they're going to be in defense mode. And you want them in neutral mode. So the more neutral you can keep yourself and your demeanor, your voice, your facial expressions, your body language, the more neutral you can keep your side, the more neutral they'll stay. Now, Obviously, there are the exceptions. There are going to be people that no matter how neutral, how unassuming you are with these kinds of conversation, they are hot-headed or thin-skinned and will take this personally or get very defensive. They may think, oh, you've already talked to the boss and and now you're going to get them in trouble. And it may very quickly spin up in that they're, they're going straight to that place of being defensive. If that happens, the easiest way to bring them back down is, again, the more neutral and monotone you can keep your voice, the the least aggressive you can be, the better. And explain to them, I did not come to cause a problem. I am not going to the boss to get you in trouble. I wanted to address it with you first. This is something I am feeling. This has been happening on this and this and this time, and it has made me feel like this, and I wanted to bring it to your attention because I figured you probably were not aware and you didn't realize how it was making me feel, and I just wanted to make sure that I talked to you about it. So by doing it that way, you are using a lot of I statements. You want to make sure that they are not feeling attacked. Again, you don't want to be pointing fingers physically. You know, you don't want to be waving your hands around in their direction. You don't want to be saying, you, 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 you did this. I don't like that you say this. You've been doing this. If you can use the word you, not at all in the conversation, that would be best. But the fewer times, the better. 
it should be all about how I am feeling and how this makes me feel. And I would like this to be different. And I would like to offer up this suggestion on how we could reach a compromise. So you're taking a lot of the ownership on. You're probably wondering, well, that kind of sucks because I'm not doing anything wrong. They're the ones doing something wrong. I have to call a meeting. Now I have to calm my nerves and I have to be constructive and I have to go in and have this chat with this person who's not even going to listen to me anyway. What's the point? The point is this. Not everybody will react that way. Not everybody will behave badly. In fact, I would argue that most of the conversations that I had to have with colleagues that were on this type of topic area were very, very receptive and apologetic, willing to make adjustments, willing to compromise. Some were willing to offer explanations for their behavior or what they were saying and why this was going on. And that's helpful as well because it gives you a little bit more understanding as to how they tick. We all work differently. We all have different body language styles. We all have different tones of voices. We all have different uh, personality styles. You've got your introverts and your extroverts. Me as an introvert, people, you know, you get in my space and and I feel defensive and, and, but there's a lot of extroverts that don't, they don't understand that. So if you're willing to take the time to have the conversation with them, at least for just a few minutes, bring it to their attention to find out if this is in fact something that can be worked out amicably without too much of an issue. If it doesn't look like it's going to go smoothly, if you have done all of the right things, you've come up with your plan, you've been organized, you found a neutral spot, you're in there trying to be respectful, you're trying to work through whatever it is that's going on, and they just will not listen. They are in a disagreement with what it is that you're saying. They do not think that you needed to have a conversation with them. They don't like what it is you have to say. There's a whole multitude of things that can be going on there. They may know exactly what it is you're saying. This may not be the first time they've heard it, and they're angry and frustrated and embarrassed and just plain not willing to work with you. They may be all of those things and say they're not going to work with you and then they're going to mind themselves after the fact. They just don't want to have to admit to it. So before you make the decision to talk to somebody, I mentioned really thinking about if it really is a conversation worth having. Oftentimes there are a lot of different conversations that we can have with folks and It may or may not make things better, but there are a lot of conversations that, in my experience, people avoid having because they're nervous or concerned about what the the blowback or the results of that conversation will be. I would argue that most of the time, you're better off to try and have the conversation. You know, you have to work with these people. You have to work in this office. You have to put up with these conditions for the long term, unless you have plans of leaving, which, you know, that's obviously a different situation. But if you are planning on being this job for a year, two years, five years, 10 years, however long it may be, you're going to have to deal with this person until either they leave or you leave. 
So if you are constantly feeling picked on or singled out, your boss is not giving you the work you thought you you should be deserving, your employees don't seem to respect you, these are all conversations that you can have one-on-one or one-on with your team about these different topics and possibly improve things for the long term. It really is up to you to evaluate how important it is to you to have this conversation. If it's something that's just annoying and it'll bother you, but you'll get over it, then let it go. Is it worth your time? Is it worth your effort? Is it worth the possible blowback? Probably not. If it's something that is really eating at you, if you have thought about having a conversation with somebody about something they're doing or not doing, I would say more than two or three times, then it's probably worth your time to have a conversation. If it's something that's really going to eat at you and frustrate you and fester and grow, why not take a chance and have a conversation? The more benign you can make that conversation, the more constructive, the more simple, and the less accusatory you can make that conversation, the easier it will be for that conversation to just blend into everyday noise for both you and that person you're having a conversation with. The more of an event you make it out to be or dramatic or the big deal, that's when it's going to be something that lingers. And if you're worried about feeling uncomfortable about being around that person afterwards or, you know, that they really might not give you the work after you've tried to have a conversation or they're totally going to disrespect you if they're your employee or your colleague is just going to really be obnoxious to you in your next meeting, well, that is something that you 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 may have to deal with. But... If it is something that escalates to that level after you've had a conversation, you should be able to follow up on the conversation. What I mean by that is that the last piece of this is documenting, following up, tracking what went on. In everything that we do at the office these days, it's really important to keep records. I'm not talking about snooping on your friends or your colleagues and writing down when they come to work and when they leave unless they work for you and that's something you're tracking because of their performance, okay? I'm talking about keeping track of what it is that you're doing, documenting it and covering your butt. I've talked about this in other episodes. If something is going to transpire between you and a colleague, you and a coworker, you and a boss, you and an employee... You want to document it. So after you have a conversation with whichever person this is that you work with and you lay out your concerns, offer up your your constructive compromise, your solutions, you come to some kind of an agreement, however it is, go back to your desk, type it up, write it up, put the date on it, and all of the details as much as you can recall. Now, depending on the person that you're talking to, I would argue almost all the time, I would send a follow-up email to that person and say, hey, I really appreciate you meeting with me today. I know it may have not sounded like a big thing, but I really feel so much more comfortable now. I appreciate you hearing me out. I look forward to working with you in the future or continuing our, our, our work together. 
and I appreciate your offer to do A or your agreement to do B. Send it to them, copy yourself, and save that email. Print it, save it, file it, however you want to document it. Write it in your notebook, however you do it. But you want to write it down that you had this conversation on such a day with such a person in such a place. And the reason you want to do that is because should this not go the way it was supposed to go? Should it not go the way they said it would go? Should it become escalated or they get crazy or they get nastier or they go to the boss to talk about you? You have documentation of what exactly you remember the events to have been that transpired. If it comes to something where it's he said, he said, or he said, she said, or whatever in front of the boss, and they said, oh, well, you know, Kelly dragged me into this meeting and we had to talk about feelings and how she was so upset that I made a joke about her shoes the other day in the meeting and it made her feel uncomfortable. And she dragged me into this conference room in front of everybody and it really made me feel uncomfortable and it was awkward and now I just don't know if I can work with her. Again, obviously ridiculous scenario, but not outside the realm of possibility. Uh, Most of us know that it's amazing how some of these small little silly things can turn into something really big. Uh, Point of clarity, I don't care if someone makes it under my shoes. But for example, if, if, if it's something seemingly very small and they act like everything's gonna be great, they're on board, everything's good, and then they go to the boss, or then they start doing it even more to pick on you, kind of like that high school bully. If you've documented it afterwards, one, and you've sent it to them, that may make them think twice, because they will recognize, oh, that person just documented it, and it goes into the company files somewhere, right? So I may think twice about what I'm gonna do to that person, because clearly, they're not messing around, they, really would like something to change. It could also be, uh, now they've sent it on email and now it's documented and now I can't believe they did that. So it could also go badly, but if they're going to be the type of person where they see that and they flip out, they're the type of person you want to have it documented for anyway. Does that make sense? If they're going to escalate it and create a big thing because you're trying to keep a paper trail or keep a record or confirm with them and document it, they're probably somebody you're going to want to have documentation on anyway because they're going to start playing games or do something crazy. Be obnoxious, snotty, maybe they go to your boss, whatever it is that they may do. But covering your own butt is always a good practice. Always, always. And if they come to your office and, you know, bang on your door and say, why'd you do that? Now it's on the record. Say, hey, I just want to hold us both accountable. I know that we came to this agreement and I just want to make sure that we're being honest with one another. And we we wrote it down. I, I was I was just following up. I really appreciated uh, what you said. You could be totally non-transparent and you could just say, oh, I had no idea. I just I just wanted to follow up and thank you for your time. If you want to play the dumb route, you can play that dumb route too. And just make it seem like you're, you're, you're trying to say thank you. Um, you have to decide if that's in line with your definition of your personal and professional integrity. You also have to decide if, you know, playing the I'm so dumb route is something you're comfortable with. Ultimately, 
anybody that gets mad at you for covering your butt is probably somebody that's definitely looking out for their own best interest and might be someone you want to keep an eye on. And at a minimum, now you've got a record of your conversation. So just to, to recap here, I know we, we hopped all over in the planning and execution of having a conversation with a difficult coworker or supervisor or employee. The first question you want to ask is whether or not it really is an important conversation to have with a person. You know, is it, is it, is it something that you need to really stress about and get wrapped around the axle about having, or perhaps it's just something you're nervous about, but no one else is really going to see it as the level of stress that you have. Kind of like I gave the example of me being afraid to take a day off, right? No one else thought that was something of, of measurable concern. I was the only one that was too chicken to go to my boss and say, hey, I need Friday off in three weeks because I have a doctor's appointment. And of course, every time I asked, they would look at me and be like, okay, why isn't just put it on the calendar? And, and I would feel stupid when I walked out because it was like, okay, obviously it isn't a big deal. But every single time it came up again, I would still stress out. So that was my stuff. That's, that's, that's not really an appropriate uh, example of having a tough talk with something that's of concern at the office. Make sure that you have a plan. Figure out what exactly it is you'd like to get out of the meeting. What would be a win, you know, if they're going to come away from this? And have a plan. Be organized and constructive. Know exactly what you're going to say for the most part when you go into this conversation. Understand what the possible outcomes are. They may go along with what you say. They may totally tell you you're crazy. There may be some compromise and be understanding and willing to, to realize that it could go any way. And you, you need to be ready for that and prepare yourself for it because you don't want to hear them say, no, you're crazy, and then throw a tantrum in the room, right? But if you're organized and constructive and you've kind of thought out what it is you want to say, you'll get much further. Location. Try to find a neutral location. If you can, try to go to their location. Uh, I suppose some people would argue that it's safer in your space, and I, I would totally agree with that. But because of that, I always feel that it's better to push myself to go outside my comfort zone in order to make that other person feel more comfortable because then that will make them a little bit more receptive to what it is I want to talk to. Whether or not you need to have HR involved, that's another consideration depending on the topic that you're going to be discussing. Obviously, if there's anything of legal ramifications or ethical or um, you know, fireable offenses, things like that, you, you definitely want to try and have someone from HR in your office. And if you are to the point where you're actually considering it, you might go and have a conversation with someone from HR and find out if, in fact, this is something you should be talking to them about. Most of the time, they'll let you have an anonymous conversation. You can go there in person and just say, I'm experiencing this. Is that something I should have you present for for a conversation? Don't give names. Don't give any information until you're sure you want to commit to that, though, because they will document it and it will live in a file somewhere. So if you're not 100% committed to that, then you know you need to make sure that you are uh, covering your bases there. And lastly, follow up. They may or may not make any changes. You want to send an email after you talk to this person or persons. You want to give some details about when and where and what took place in the room. Thank them for their time. 
be supportive and constructive and positive in your response, hopefully because the meeting was a positive reception, and you want to document any after actions that you agreed upon. I appreciate your willingness to do A, B, and C. I also commit to doing my X, Y, and Z. Look forward to continuing working with you or however you want to close it out, but just to kind of lay it off in a, in a positive, upbeat, appreciative tone will make it much easier for that person to read and read less into the fact that you are technically just documenting what happened so that you have a record should things not go the way you guys discussed. So I hope you have good conversations with your coworkers. I hope that things are going well enough in your office or your your career that you don't have to have many of these conversations. Mine, in my experience, were more few and far between than than they could have been. So I'm I'm appreciative of that because I think that having conversations like this can be very stressful. Remember to take a deep breath. We're all human, and if you are being respectful and polite, chances are it's not going to go as bad as you think. Best of luck and have a great day. All right, so thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident, stand by all that you do and say with integrity, and stand out, because after all, there's only one.